so the Mishbur writes that it's a minig in our uh, part of Europe that uh, we recite from Rosh Chodesh Elul until Yom Kippurim. He goes on to say that our real minig is uh, others say not just Yom Kippur but all the way to Shmini Atzeres including Shmini Atzeres. So, so from Rosh Chodesh Elul until the end of Sukkot, we say Rudaber Hashem Ori. This is not mentioned anywhere in Shas. It's not mentioned anywhere in the Rishonim. It's not mentioned anywhere in the Rambam, the Tour, the Shulchan Aruch. So, the Rabbanan, right? So, it's certainly the Rabbanan. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the, the question is why we recite it all together. So, it's not mentioned anywhere. And here it is in the Mishnabur. He says, it's a minute in our Medina that's from, uh, from Rosh Chodesh El until Kippur, according to one day until Shmini Atzeres, according to another day, there are other days until Hashanah Rabbah, the Ad Bechlal, and not after Hashanah Rabbah. There are many different shoes. Anyway, uh, and the Rabbi Shibur doesn't explain why. You recite L'Dabit Hashem Ori. You read L'Dabit Hashem Ori. It's a very nice tale. It's like all the other tale of the uh, It doesn't seem to have very much to do with Rosh uh, Hashem uh, So the question is, uh, why do we recite L'Dabit Hashem Ori? So the Matei Ephraim is a very important collection of halachas. A great Gaon who lived in Brody, he was a banker. Uh, he was not Rav of Brody, and he wasn't a Darshan of Brody, but he was a Balabas in Brody. But he was a Balabas who sat and learned Torah Yom Valayla, and he's one of the Balabat Batim, uh, one of the three people that the Chassam Sofer considered his Rebbe Muvuk. So it's uh, Ephraim Zaman Margolios, in the Mate Ephraim, so in the Mate Ephraim, he also writes about the Minig. Actually, the Lush of the Mishnah comes pretty much right out of the Mate Ephraim. And the Mate Ephraim wrote a parish called Elif Lamata, and in the parish of Lamata, he explains the Yisod HaMinig. Why do we recite with Avra Shemori of all the Tehillim? Why is Tehillim Chav Zayin? Why, why Tehillim Psalm 27? Let's help us recite that from Rosh Hashanah until. Uh, it's based on Medrash Shocher Tov. Shocher Tov are the first words of a Medrash called Medrash Tehillim. Ori is Rosh Hashanah. Ori Hashem Ori. Yishi is Yom Kippur. Medrash in the Medrash Tehillim it says Ori is Rosh Hashanah. Yishi is Yom Kippur. And then he adds, Vachakach ki yitzfeneni besuko, later in the Tehillah, there's a Pasuk that says, ki yitzfeneni besuko, so that's a remez, remez lesuko. So here we have a reason given by the Matei Ephraim. The Matei Ephraim lived 
in the uh, 19th century, first half of the 19th century, in Brody. So the first time we see a reason apparently is from the beginning of the 19th century, and he already has the Minig, so the Minig is older than the Mishnah of Ur, the Minig is at least as old as the 19th century, and apparently it's based on, on Medrash Tillam. I happen to have by accident the Medrash Tillam with me. Uh, if you open, <laughs> open up Medrash Tillam, uh, so first of all, in Medrash Tillam, there are endless perushim on the Dabr Hashem Ori, the Yishi. What does Ori represent? What does Yishi represent? There are maybe uh, ten different perushim given on it. It refers to this, it refers to that, it refers to this person, to that person, to this notion, to that notion. One day of all the various days, and the Medrash says that Ori is Rosh Hashanah and uh, Yishi is Yom Kippur. And by the way, it doesn't say in Medrash to Hillam that Sukkot is Sukkot. That's original with the Rebbe Ephraim Zaman Abelius. That's why he was very careful in his Lushan to write that there's a Rambam is in the third time when it says Masukah the Sukkot. That was his finish. It doesn't say it in the uh, in the uh, Medrash Tillam. It doesn't say in the Medrash Tillam either that you should say this between Rosh Hashanah and <laughs> So even if there's a Rambam, let's say so it happens to be a Rambam according to one day to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I can show you in Medrash Tillam so it says this refers to who's Ayelas Hashachar it's Esther very nice it's Esther we don't recite that to Hila on, uh, on Purim it's very nice that it's a remiss to Esther so what so Gesundheit hate. it's very nice we have endless Midrashim like that I should recite it from the until after Sukkot it doesn't say that anywhere so we're, we're pretty much back to start. Uh, it's very difficult to understand. Uh, I, I can't picture somebody, you know, waking up in the 19th century in the morning. They will say to Mate Ephraim, say, you know, no, we got to, got to, got to, we need a new minute. What should we do? We need a new minute. Ah! I got it. We're going to say Ladovit Hashemari because uh, because of this medrash until be absolute. Amazing. So the first interest is in the 19th century? No, no, so far. That's why I brought this farm with me. Let's see. So far. <laughs> All right. Back in the Maaseh, Rav HaSholem, I'll show you how careful the Maaseh, Rav HaSholem, and Hagen with the Vilna Gaon. So in the Nagar of Ungon it says as follows, that on every day you should say the Mizmur Shir of that particular day. Velo Shir HaKovo Drak V'yontov. Gamir Rashchadosh El Adyom HaKippurim Ein Omrim Kapitul Chavzayim. The Vilnagon refused to say with David Hashem. I know there are many people here who followed a minute of Vilnagon. The Vilnagon said, he doesn't say the Davide Shemari, but I'm interested in the Nusach. What does he say? When did he say the Davide Shemari? Because he knows the Grod. He went out of the way to say Atu Yom Kippur because the Remez in Medrash Tilam only says Ori and Yishi. doesn't say anything about Sukkot. Who added the Kaddish after the David? That's another matter. That's a... That's a also, different sheets are so going to say the kind of. So, why are we saying really after after Rabbah? Rabbah? Sorry? So, why we say some, some people say to Roshan Rabbah, that's a Midi Chabad, and others, and some say through. How do you answer the Gra? The Gra says, Ori of Shoshana Vish is your keeper. Alright. The Gra didn't recite it at all. The draw didn't recite Medov and Hashem Ori at all. That's what I'm reading to you. Nice thing for Masarab, the Gra went out of his way to say you shouldn't recite it, but from when to when shouldn't you recite it? 
from Rosh Chodesh El until Yom Kippur. He didn't even imagine that you should say it more than Yom Kippur. <laughs> because he's medaktek. Those who what say you should say it was based on the Medrash Tehillim. Medrash Tehillim, it only says... It's only based on the Ramah. No Ramah. Who heard, did you hear Ramah? Nobody no, mentioned the Ramah. No. Ramah so, never... we know. so what was so bad? Uh, let's see. We wanted, it's a wonderful minute. We want to find out for. why. So what was the reason of the Grah to say not to say uh, We'll have to see why. Little by little. Wasn't only the Vundagona didn't say it. Since uh, since this is a discussion of Hasidus, I have with me a, a recent Shulchan Aruch as well, the Nite Gabriel. The Nite Gabriel says as follows: Many kama gedolim shalol amro klal. Certain gedolim don't say l'davar shemor. Here's a foot. Who doesn't say l'davar shemori? Vundagona. You heard that right. Minik Apta, Apta Chasidim don't say Lodavar Shemori. Zidichov, Rapshitz, I'm a Rapshitz of Hasid. We don't say Lodavar Shemori. Kalav doesn't say Lodavar Shemori. Hayyudi didn't say Tzanz doesn't say Lodavar Shemori. Atzad Shavar Shavar and all these are Chasidim. Oh, large groups of Hasidim don't say Lodavar Shemori. Forget about they didn't say it. Uh, you're worried about uh, Oshana, you're worried about Hashanah Rabbah and uh, Shmini Atzeret they didn't say it from Rosh Chodesh El Bishnit says Gev says Bel so, says so, I just read who doesn't say okay so now the Shailah is why tremendous Shailah yes you see right Bell says that's right so how come Bell says and all these Hasidim didn't say that's a very interesting Shailah that's exactly what I want to want to focus on so the question is first of all we don't know why it's said and we also don't know why it's not said so far we didn't solve any problems yet I'm just raising the questions that need to be explored now regarding Sans in particular we have a very wonderful Sefer called Otsar Chaim which describes all the Menhagim of Sans and explains the Menhagim of Sans so here in the Menhagim of Sans Rabbeinu meaning Rav Chaim Sanser because he sat to Hillam all year. But he didn't, see, didn't recite it from Rishkai Rishel until Shemini Atzeris. Now he's a long parish. Why didn't he say it? This is the parishes by a recent Chosev. Why didn't why did the sons of Rebbe say uh, some say the reason is because we have a sefer that lists all the practices regarding tefillah of the Ariya Kodosh. It doesn't say that you should say the Dabar Shemori between Rishchal uh, and so that's why he didn't say it. If it's not in it's not in the Minhagim of the Ariya Kodosh, we don't say it. That's what it says. Uh, also, not a, very, not a very persuasive reason because we could spend here the next six months listing all the things that are not in the Kavana Sari that Hasidim do anyway. Right. <laughs> so, the fact that it's not in the Kavana Sari, that's why we don't say it. Very, not exactly a persuasive reason. As, as you already heard, bells and many other Hasidim do say it. They follow the Ari, but it's not in the Kavona Sari. So it means that whether something is in the Kavona Sari or is not in the Kavona Sari is not the decisive factor. Presumably, 
as to why we, we do or don't, why the Hasidim have a minute to say or not say something. So it's, I, indeed, I'm indicating it's not a very persuasive reason. Yes. In, in, in the no, you have to understand that anything that you buy today that says Nusuf Hari Siddha has nothing to do with the area. There's nothing to do with the area. You would have to have a Siddha printed in the 16th century, right? If you don't have a Siddha printed in the 16th century, forget about it. All the Siddurim, I don't want to say, all, most of the Siddurim that are printed today are... Uh, they call it so many names that are mixing there's nothing to do with the area. There are maybe easily 50 different Sidurim printed. Each one says Nusachari and no two are the same. So they're not the Nusachari. Okay. That requires, you can get a Nusachari Siddur, but you have to know where and you have to know which one it is. It's not any of the new printed ones. Do you use a Nusachari? You have to know what Nusachari is. It's not a simple matter. Okay. The real reason why some say it and some don't say it and why there's a whole confusion as to whether we should or shouldn't say it appears in certain sorum. I have them with me. And the reason is, is because it is claimed that the first time it's mentioned anywhere in a sefer that you should recite till whatever it doesn't matter whether it's Yom Kippur or uh, or Hashanah or Sukkot is in a sefer called Chem Das Yom, which I have with me. It's a very rare sefer. The rare, the original early edition. I have a Constantinople edition with me, three volumes, beautiful set, beautiful type. This is a this is a sefer of Kabbalah. It's a great sefer, by the way, and it's recently reprinted. It's sold in all the storm stores in Borough Park, in Williamsburg, and so on and so forth. But it's a controversial safe. What? Written by? Yeah, nobody knows who wrote it. Anonymous writes. No one knows who wrote it. There's no name. It says Sefer Chemdas Yomim. It's a beautiful Sefer with beautiful Musr, mostly on the Yomim Tovim, but no author's name. But I have one edition with me, also an older edition, Amsterdam print. There's a Livorno, Italy. Livorno, Italy. Sefer Chemdas Yomim. Well, it doesn't have the author's name, it has a picture. Not Shapsai. Natan Azati was his talent. This is a portrait of Natan, the prophet of Shapsai. So somebody who owned this, whoever owned this, put his picture in together with the Sefer. Remember, holding it together, the picture of, of the false prophet, Mosan Anovi, he died in 1680. He believed in Shapsai. He was the he was the person who propagated the teachings of Shapsai. And he put it at the beginning of Sefer Chendas So, wait a minute. It says in many Sarem that since, and in Chendas Hayomim, by golly, I have it right here. I'll open it up, look at it, and uh, open it up to the Minhagim for Chodesh El, and so on and so forth. And uh, sure enough, uh, uh, first of all, you don't mind if I look also. You can look. Well, glad you're looking. So I'm just going to show you. I'm opening up to a page in Sefer Chemdas Yomim, not by accident. You see Alephase? Yeah. There's an acrostic, it's called. Yeah. There's a poem. With the letters of who wrote the poem, right? Yeah. Any fillers in this room? I, I want you to tell me what the acrostic says. Because they won't believe me. <laughs> Can you see? Ani. Ani, very good. Bni. Uh, keep going. Minyan. Binyamin. 
the Rebbe, the man who was considered the Rebbe of all the Gdoli Yisrael, who lived in the 18th century, the greatest Rebbe of all the Rebbe's that I ever had was Rav Avrom Broda. So this has Askama from Avrom Broda, and sure enough, in this Sefer, Shem Tov Katan, page 9b, Holocha Sod Gadol, listen to what it says, Kola Omer, Mizmar Zemir Ashkadish Elul Ad Acha Simchas Torah. Anybody who recites the Mizmar Ladovar Hashem Ori from Ashkadish Elul until after Simchas Torah, Vavtil Gvera Ra Nesun Al Adam, even if the worst Gzera was about to come upon you and so on, you have nothing to worry about. You don't have to worry about what the decision will be on Yom Hadin. Everything is going to turn out perfectly fine. It's a schooler to recite Ladovar Hashem Ori from Ashkadish Elul. Until Simchasera, and I'm going to pass around a copy of the page. Everybody will have it, so you should know that I didn't, uh, I didn't make it up. Not everybody saw that. It's a very rare safer. <laughs> it's a very rare safer. You're seeing it, but not everybody saw it. In fact, almost nobody saw it. Okay. But here it is. Now. Yeah. Bell says it. No, 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 but they say, they say even. I don't read it. Right. Every year everyone says, oh, why are we still saying it? And I said it was right, right. Here it says, here it says, the first time it's mentioned, the mini is through Here it is. And not only that, he gives a reason for it. And it's not the reason that we heard in the Matthew. So that's what's very interesting here. And it's, t- it's very interesting. Look at it. You have the page in front of you. If you look uh, a little bit uh, to the right, you'll see a whole long description of why we have this minig. And the real minig is, is because the shame Havaya occurs 13 times. This capital in Chazayin, Keneged Yud Gimel Midas, of course, from Rishchad Yishelolan, we recite Slichas, Yud Gimel Midas, Api Kabbalah, this particular capital is crucial for the Yud Gimel Midas, etc. and so forth and therefore if you recite it from until after Simchas Torah it's a school etc. exactly as it's written this has Haskama from Haskama from Avram Brody but the Mechab's name is no the Mechab's name is Rabbi Yomin Rabbi Yomin Bainish okay Rabbi Yomin Beinish, that's Mechab's name. See, he's the author of Shem Tov Katan. He wrote another very famous sefer, which was recently uh, reprinted, called Amtachas Binyonim. These are both two famous Kabbalah works. That was written in 17... That was published for the first time, as I told you, in 1706. A, a second sefer, just I have another sefer that was recently reprinted in Eretz Yisrael, by the way, called Sefer Zechira, Another very important Kabbalistic Sefer. This was published also before the Chemdas uh, Yomim. This is called Sefer Zechira by Reb Zecharia. It was published in Hamburg. This was published in 1709. And you'll be my witness. You're, you're here, so you tell me that I'm not making it up. In Yonah Yom Neiram, the Sefer published in 1709, now available in the storm stores. Sold Godol Omer Mizmor Chav Zayin, which is Mizmor Chav Zayin. Dover Hashem, Eri Merosh Chodesh Elul Adach Asimchas Torah Erev Vayger Azayu Muftuch Sheyotzi Yomav Ushnosav Betov Umavir Kol Hamekatri. So here, Rabbi Shnai made him two wonderful songs. No Mokar. 
Alright, his mucker is uh, safe for shame to <laughs> the page that you're holding in front of you. 1706. The one I just read is 1709. So Lamas, uh, this is a minig that's attested already the beginning, at least at the beginning of the 18th century, and the, mid, the reason is given in the first Sefer that mentions it, it has nothing to do with the uh, Midrash Tehillim, it has to do with Yud Gimel Midos, Api Kabbalah, and so on, all described on the page in front of you, which, on your own, you'll go out and uh, learn Be'iyun. What I want to end with is with a Hasidic Shavart on amazing passage, um, which gives yet more evidence. However, it's Teresh Shabal Peh. What you have in front of you is absolutely solid. You have the page in front of you. This was published in 1706. There's no Shaila in the world. This minig has nothing to do with Sevetians. It has nothing to do with Shapsai Tzvi. This is a minig al Kabbalah in this forum. And uh, all the Kshashos that various rabbis had about it, there's no reason for those Kshashos. That's out of the question. But they didn't have these early sorms. These are very rare sorms. Now, now we have modern technology. You can reprint any safer you want. What I'm, what I'm reading from is a reprint. Is a Jew in Borough Park, sits all day, all he does is he reprints sorm, takes old sorm, goes all over the world to rare libraries, borrows a safer, prints it on new paper, and that's it. Now, now it's available. Every Chayyanko can have any safer he wants. Right. It wasn't available in the time of all these Rebbe's that we mentioned until now. Yes. I was going to say, but isn't that like some... Is that mutter? Why not? Why should it be mutter? Print the safer? Print Torah? What mutter? Why is it? You use a shas? Why is it that? You reprint the safer that you borrowed that you didn't... There are laws of copyright, right? If, uh, no, but if you go to a shul, it's, you don't want to remove a safer from a shul. No, I say... He's not talking about it. He didn't remove it from a shul. He went to private... Libraries, private people who have libraries, including me, borrows the safer and makes copies. <coughs> right? It's perfectly permissible. Perfectly permissible. Yeah, what is allowed to sell a safer? Of course. What's this? A mitzvah. Absolute mitzvah. All rights reserved. It's not a question. It's copyright. This is a safer that was printed 200 years ago. There's no copyright. If you look at any of the sarm that have copyrights, from, from Gdali, Israel, they are usually for three years, for five years, sometimes for ten years. There's no such thing as a lifetime copyright. Even in American law, there's no such thing as lifetime copyright. Any book, after 75 years, you can reprint it. Any book. Once it's 75 years old. And some books, once they're 50 years old. Ask your lawyer, you'll find out. Okay. That's, that's an American law, but even halakhically, it's less than 50 years. So it's not even a show. This is terror. It's a mitzvah that spread terror. Look, because of this terror, we can. Look how much we can learn, how much we know. Look at all this forum on the shelves here. Look, you're asking your child, take a look. Everything's reprinted. Because I have a friend in Brazil yes. that, he has, that he has the libraries of the time of the Inquisition. Yes. And he has a long story from the Dolores Forum. Right. That he has the only, he has the only copy. Yeah, so, so it's a mitzvah of prison. Okay, now he oh, is. Alright, he can come see me. Somebody tried to come and Xerox him and, 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 you know, and. Mitzvah to reprint. He owns it. He stopped it. He stopped it. My question is if you are having an exclusive of Safer Hasidur, you know, Chosser has a simon where not only is it a, uh, a mitzvah reprint for him, but it's anyone in the world who has a chiddush. It's a mitzvah for him to record the chiddush and to make it public. Torah is not your Torah. 
Torah is Marashi Lekilis Yaakov. Torah belongs to all of Klai Yisrael. You don't own Torah. Mahu Bechinam, Mafato Bechinam, just like Hashem taught Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu for free. We have a Chiv to teach Torah for free. Uh, I, I'm not getting an honorarium for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have it, and so well, it's a mitzvah to be the fire sale. Of course, you can't put somebody out of business. If somebody published a sefer and he put a lot of money into it, so he has certain rights. But those rights are limited by a certain amount of years. Okay. There's a sefer called Nezer Hakodesh. These are the minhagim of ruptures. Rav Tolly ruptures. also didn't recite. Uh, uh, but in this Sefer, so, of course, it mentions the Minig. But then he brings a Torah This is amazing. The Sefer, Rabbi Chosid, Ramosh Dovid Strum. Mitarne, Tarne was pronounced Turne by Hasid. Tarne in Poland. That was, that was rich Hasidish territory in, in Galicia, not far from Krakow. Shepam Boharava Kodosh of Shimon Mizelichov. Shimon of Avram, Shimon of Zelichov, he was the Mashgiach of the Yeshivas Chachme Lublin. He was a Chosid, Chosid Muvok. He never died out Yiddish Hashem in the Holocaust. And, uh, he was brought by Rameh Shapiro to the yeshiva, and he was a Magid Shir, and he was also a Magdiach. He left an indelible imprint on every Talmud of the yeshiva. Everybody remembers of Avram Shimon of Zelichov, and the Arsforum published with his Torah. So he brings here Shapamba, Rabba Kodesh of Shemin Zelichov, the Besa Medrash, Rabbeinu, Adoni of Iskani, Rabba Kodesh, Rabbarya Leibish, Mitzans. Rabbarya Leibish of Tzans died in 1935. He was a grandson of, of, of Rechaim Sanz. So, Rav Shimon Zelichov, who lived in, right before this, uh, Rabbi Yelayvish died. He died in 1935. Rav Shimon himself would die in 1943. Would be killed in 1943. So, Rav Shimon went to see him just before he died. And he went, he didn't just go to see him, he went to the base of Medrash to see the Hasidim. So, he came to the base of Medrash. This is, you have to know who Rabbi Shimon Zelichov was. I'm going out there, he knew, and he knew how to ask the right questions. You know, he could come to uh, here tonight and ask you about, uh, you know, uh, uh, why do we recite Dovr uh, Hashem? <laughs> uh, and he'll know, he'll know exactly that. He, he knows already uh, you're going to have a lot of problems trying to solve why we say. So he comes into the base of Medrash. I have all the chassidim. Remember, this is the grandson of Rebchaim of Sanz. And Sanz, they don't say Dovr Hashem. How come your Rebbe doesn't say Ladovar Hashem Ayri? Yeah, you were telling me that in Bells they say, what's Shinova? Who is Rebbe Cheskel of Shinov? Who? He was, he was Rebbe Chaim Sanz's son. And in Shinov he said Ladovar Hashem Ayri. So Reb Aryeh the grandson of, of, uh, of the, he wasn't the son of the Shinova, but the grandson of, uh, he was the son of Reb Aryeh, the son, a grandson of, uh, of the Divri Chaim. Divri Chaim himself didn't say it. And his grandson didn't say it. And his son in Shinova, he said the Dover Hashem. So he walked into the base of Edish. Of course, he should have asked him. They, they wouldn't have known that the Shinova says it. But, but you already gave it that much he gave them. So the Shinova says it. 
The different Chaim doesn't say it. Your Rebbe doesn't say it. How come? Okay, how come? It is very strange. The same family. We talk about the same family. Of course, he knew they didn't know the answer. So he didn't wait for the answer. He told them the answer. Elohim Shechlehem. Ani Asapu Lechem Master Shehoya. I'm going to tell you a story. Pam Bimei Rebbe Leo Baal Shem. Rebbe Eliyahu Baal Shem was? Rebbe Eliyahu Baal Shem. Of Chelm. Where's Chelm? Where's Chelm? No. Poland, of course. Chelm was near Amy Israel. That wasn't a town of jokes. Near Amy Israel, the greatest Gedolan. The Mechavis Mishnah, the greatest Gedolan lived in Chelm. So, Rebbe Eliyahu Baal Shem was from Chelm in Poland. He was a contemporary of the Marshal. In the 16th century, they, they, they brought together in Shubas, they signed on documents. Rabbi Leo Baal Shem, who was an elder Zayda of the Chacham Tzvi. The Shalos of Shubas Chacham Tzvi and the Shalos of Shubas Yavitz, the son of the Chacham Tzvi, they bring their elder Zayda, Rabbi Leo Baal Shem of Chelm, of Bezden of Chelm. So he lived in this 16th century, 1500s. Pambi Merdil Baal Shem, Hoyak Zayra the ruler in Poland didn't have children. The king. And he would turn to the Jews and he said, I want you to pray that I should have children. And if you don't pray for me to have children and I don't have children, I will expel all the Jews from Poland. This is in the 16th century under in the time of Rabbi Hashem. Why was he called Baal Shem? By the way, Baal Shem is the same as Baal Shem Tov. So Baal Shem Tov is not the first person to be called a Baal Shem Tov. By the way, Baal Shem is an old name. And Baal Shem means that he, he knows the Shemos Hashem. He wields the names of Hashem. He writes Kameas. He knows how to use the Shemos Hashem to save B'nai Yisrael when necessary. That's why he's called Baal Shem. It doesn't mean he has a good name. Vomar la Ben Within twelve months, you will have a son. That's what he told him. Within twelve months, you'll have a son. Rabal Shem Hakadosh Siper Zehamasel Atalmidim Shelo. This is the Rabbi Israel Bal Shem. Rabal Shem Hakadosh, the best, used to tell over this story to his Talmidim. The story about Rebelio Bal Shem. Okay. I'm reading the Sefer, yeah, you're my witness, and I'm making it up. It's right here. Sefer Nezer HaKodesh, page 147. And the Baal Shem Tov said, Al Yachshov, Shehoyazel Rebbe Liyovakal. I don't think this was easy for Rebbe Liyovakal. Was it easy for him to, 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 to make sure that this king would have a son within 12 months? Because first he went to, to, to the Malachim and he knew all the Shemus Hashem and he did all the tricks and everything, you know, to bring out that the place was the queen should become pregnant. The answer was no. Hashem said no. The good forces said no. It's not going to happen. Chakach uh, uh, you know, you, you know, if you, if, you, if, if, if 
If the old Baal Shem said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. <laughs> you can't work with Hashem, so you work with the uh, Sitra Achra. You work with the evil forces. One way or another, they're going to have children. So he goes to the Sitra Achra, he works with the evil forces, Samuel and so on, all of a sudden, the Saratuma, Sitra Achra, and the evil forces said no. Sorry. You know, he spoke to the Shaitan, whatever it was. They said no. Not going to be. He had to go right to the top to insult him himself. He had to go to the top and make a deal. He had to make a deal. He had to make a deal with him. You see him habeshed, and the Baal Shem Tov, when he used to tell the stories, he ended the story and he said, "Zel Losh, might not as the Rebbeliyoh have to take in sheet and pulse the Nura." You shouldn't think that Rebbeliyoh Baal Shem was punished that he, you know, he got the, he got a terrible curse pulsed the nur don't think that it was that simply that he had a difficult time and that uh, you know so he got a slap on the wrist he got a slap on the wrist and he didn't even get what's, you know, a terrible curse but the punishment was from the evil forces in order to this king and queen should have a child that he was going to be totally wiped out the, the payoff the payoff was that he's finished that's it both everything total wiped out that's, that was the pay the payoff which he was willing to pay so to save Claudius that was what the punishment was, that you should lose nefesh, ruach, and neshama, which means everything. But because this was an act of serious nefesh, he laid down his life to save Kla Yisrael. So in heaven... The good forces then came to his defense and they said, look, he was nice enough show to save Bnei Yisrael. Yeah. Not going to let him be destroyed. He's not going to be destroyed. What we're going to destroy is two takonos of his. He may he instituted in the 16th century two takonos. And we're going to destroy those takonos. That's going to be his punishment. What were the two takonos? Echad l'dover Hashem ori. You've never heard this before. Amazing. One of his takonos was to recite L'dover Shemori from Rishkal Yishelul until after Zimkos Torah. That was done by Rabbi Yehovah Shem in the 16th century. But now the Gzeira came that they're going to be mevatelit. Alright? V'yechot Kigavna. What's Kigavna? Who? Kigavna? Kigavna Yehovah Shem. a passage from the Zohar which he was, he was misakin you should recite that as we do in our school. In our school. Avada. Oh, you're here. We're not finished. Give me a chance. No. You'll see in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so he had two takonas he made. One, one of the two liturgical takonas. One was that they should recite L'dobra Shabbari. So now we're not talking about 1706 and 1709. We're talking about the 16th century already. One was one was L'dobra Shabbari and there was Kigavna. Ad kan That's the Kabbalah we have from the Baal Shem the CM Rib Shimon Mizelachov. Rib Shimon Mizelachov was telling this story. Rib Shimon Mizelachov, there are people alive who knew him. The Rav of the Shul knew him very well. Okay. So the CM Rib Shimon Mizelachov, the Yadua Rav Kodesh Rebbe Melech Shelo Amar Kegavna. It's well known that Rebbe Melech of Luzhensk 
Never said Kegavla. Reb Melech of Zvansk was the Talmud of the Revere of Mezarich. He was a famous Rebbe who brought, basically brought Hasidus to Galicia. Reb Melech of Zvansk, Zvansk is in Galicia. He never said Kegavla. V'arav HaKadosh Me'opta Lo Amar Ludovarehi So he didn't say Kegavla, but he said Ludovarehi And the Aptarov of Avram Yeshua Heshul, the Aptarov he never said but he said Kigavna. So what was Rishmuzelva saying? Said the prayer was that the punishment would be they wouldn't say any more these two tefillas. So what? What was he? What did he order his talmidim from one door to the next door and the best down to his talmidim? One talmid he said, "You will not say Kigavna because we have to be mekayim dekzera." But the other one he said, "You'll say Kigavna." Uh, and the other one he said, you'll say Ludovic Hashemari. And the other one he said, you won't say Ludovic Hashemari. And that's why some Hasidim say Ludovic Hashemari, and some Hasidim wow, don't say Ludovic Hashemari. Okay, cold. Kept you long enough. Well, it's good. Yeah, it was excellent. That was great.